Thank you to our women's chorus under the direction of Joyce Edwards. Joyce, thank you. Beautiful piece. So today is the second week of our sermon series for the season of Lent that we are calling Unafraid, Overcoming the Power of Fear. And last week we began with the idea of overcoming the fear of God, and this week we are looking at how we might overcome the fear of the unknown. And even to say the word unknown unsettles us. We fear that which we do not know. Now, I still love watching the game show, Let's Make a Deal. You know the show, Let's Make a Deal, right? It's a little bit of a weird game show where people in the audience dress up in costume, and uh, they are picked as contestants, and they can make a deal with the host. Uh, They'll play an initial game. They win a prize. They might win, let's say, they win a toaster oven. And at this point, the, the host gives them an opportunity. You can either keep your toaster or you can give it up for an opportunity behind door number three. Now behind door number three may be a new car. It may also be a rubber chicken. You don't know. You don't know what's behind door number three, but you have to sort of weigh in your mind, is that possibility better than the toaster you have in hand? And so do you take the known or do you take the unknown? Now, most of us, if asked, would claim to be adventurous in spirit. But more often than not, we choose the known over the unknown. We go with what we know. And to be fair, nobody walks into the unknown without the sort of healthy fear of what the unknown might bring to us. But there's a problem with this approach when we more often than not take what we know over that which we do not. The problem is that the richness of life, the richness of life is often found by stepping into the unknown. One of the reoccurring themes in the Bible is that the the fullness of life is found when we step out of our comfort zones and we step into the unknown. Look at Abram who would later become Abraham in the book of Genesis. God called him to leave his family, his home, his job, everything he knew to go to the land that God had prepared for him. Leave the known for the unknown. When Jesus went to call his disciples, they had jobs, they had families, they had a decent life, but Jesus comes and says, follow me. Leave the known for the unknown. And then there are those powerful moments when you have left the known for the unknown that you go, what in the world have I gotten myself into? That's what we hear today is Jesus calms a raging storm. Who is that? The disciples ask that even the wind and the waves listen to him. They have gotten deep into the unknown and they don't even know what they don't know yet at this point. Now as a minister, one of the most powerful things that you can do is performing a wedding ceremony. Weddings are fun. Weddings are a holy and beloved 
moment. And there's a moment in every wedding as the couple is standing there in front of family and friends and others as they make their promises before God to one another and to those who've gathered that I think, do they really know what they're getting into? I mean, you go through counseling, you you make sure that they are compatible, but then as they're standing there in front of everyone and in front of God getting ready to say, I do, do they really know what they're getting into? I mean, they don't know what life might bring. When we say in those vows and sickness and health and good times and bad, typically we're thinking about health and good times. When we say for rich or for poor, we're thinking definitely about for rich. We're not thinking about for poor. And so when a couple gets married, they are largely stepping into the unknown. But that gift of love, that gift of fullness of life, as we might know through another person, right, that ends up outweighing the possibility of pain, frustration, illness, or tragedy. It's worth the risk to venture into the unknown. The same is true when someone makes a confession of faith for the first time and enters into the waters of baptism. We'll have our baptism class soon. We'll be baptizing people on Easter Sunday. And when we say yes to following Jesus and answering the call to do so, we're making some pretty big promises. We don't know where following Jesus might take us. One of my favorite stories is is when a a young child was coming to be baptized and the minister asked him if he accepted Jesus, trusted in Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And and the young candidate for baptism, the only thing he could say was, "Uh uh-oh. You see, he understood the risk there with following Jesus and saying yes, but so baptism is a leap into the unknown, but still it's worth the risk because the promises of God, the promises of God outweigh, outweigh what it may cost us to give our life to God. And so it's worth stepping into the unknown. And the truth is, the biggest threat, the biggest threat that any of us can face to our own discipleship is that we become so afraid of the unknown that we simply cling to life as it is, even if it means missing out on the promises of God. There's a reason that we are so quick to say it's better to deal with the devil you know than the devil you don't know. But that's the biggest risk to our discipleship is becoming so afraid, so afraid of the unknown that we might miss out on those rich promises of God. Now, I've often wondered what Jesus' disciples thought about as they were in this boat. Do they remember the sheer terror of being on a boat during the storm? If you've been out at sea during a storm, you know it is an unsettling moment. Do they remember the anger and the frustration of Jesus sleeping through it all? Their lives are at stake, and here is Jesus, their Lord and Savior, asleep. And so they're probably pretty upset about that. Do they remember the unknown future they are facing in that moment? I mean, this is the fear of the unknown at its highest point. Their physical life is at risk. So think for a moment about some of the decisions you have made in your life. Where to go to school, what job to take, 
what church to go to, who to marry, when to retire, when to move, what to do with a parent in failing health. These types of decisions all call us to enter into the unknown. We may make our list of pros and cons. We may weigh the good outcomes against the bad outcomes, but it's all unknown. We don't know for sure what will happen. Some might even say that these are callings where we are being called to go in life. And do we have the courage to accept those callings? Are you a West Wing fan? Love West Wing. It's on Netflix right now. In fact, sometimes instead of watching um, uh, CNN or anything, it's better just to go watch West Wing and dive into that world. And I love President Josiah Bartlett, played so well by Martin Sheen, and during both his elections on the show, his speechwriter Sam would write two speeches for election night. One speech for a win, another speech for a loss. You see, we don't get to cover all of our bases like that. We don't get to write two speeches. Perhaps that's why we call it faith. Perhaps that's why we say that we are stepping out in faith. The life of faith is more like this. It's more like what Yogi Berra once said. He once said, when you get to a fork in the road, take it. When you get to a fork in the road, take it. The question is not so much how we make our way onto the road and the journey of life, but how we move forward in traveling down that road. How do we move beyond what we already know into the unknown, not knowing what that path in life may hold? There were two brothers. They shared a room. The younger one was afraid, not of the dark, but of open doors. He had a dread of open doors. And his brother grew impatient, as older brothers sometimes do, trying to break him of this annoying habit. Whenever they went in the room, they had to close the door shut. And he said to him, someday I'm going to lock you up in a room with open doors. Before I'm done with this, I'm going to lock you up in a room with open doors. How many of us approach life like that younger brother where we have all these open doors around us, yet we've locked ourselves up? We've locked ourselves in with worry, with anger, with guilt, with vengeance, with doubt, with fear. And so we just sit there, even though all these paths are available to us, all of these leadings and callings of God are available to us, but we have locked ourselves in a room full of open doors. You see, in many ways, so many of our own prisons, the fears that hold us back, they're fears of our own making. They're fears of our own making. Corey Tinbloom led an incredible life. She and her family dedicated their lives to housing and helping Jewish survivors escape the Holocaust during World War II. She would eventually end up spending time in a concentration camp before being released right before she was slated to go to the gas chamber. In fact, a week before she was scheduled to die, a clerical error led to her release. In reflecting back, she talked about the night before World War II came 
to Holland where they live. And as she said, their lives changed forever. And that night she had a dream, a vision of an old farm wagon pulled by horses. And she was driving this wagon across the city with her family, picking up people, people she knew, people she didn't know, putting them into this old farm wagon and driving far, far away, not knowing where they were going, but knowing that they were headed to safety. And she points to this strange dream, this vision, as the guiding vision for her family's work during that dark and terrible time. And she would go on to say this about that whole experience. She would say, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. You see, as people of faith, that is our story. We trust our future to a known God. The God we know, the God of love and of grace and of mercy, our future is in that God's hands, and that future can be trusted. You see, we have committed ourselves to the way of Jesus, or perhaps we're thinking about committing ourselves to the way of Jesus, and if we learned anything from those who followed Jesus before us, that that following Jesus always calls us to step out into faith. There is nothing comfortable about being a follower of Jesus. We're always called to leave the fear of the unknown behind. If we were playing let's make a deal as followers of Jesus, we would always turn in the toaster for what's behind door number three. We'd always turn that toaster in because God calls us there behind what's behind that door. You see, every day when we wake up and we say yes to God, we are reminding ourselves that the promises of God, the promises of God come to mind more quickly than what it may cost to follow God. You see, in many ways, that's what we're weighing on a consistent basis. Are the promises of God more powerful? Are they more hopeful? Are they more rich? Are they more fulfilling? Are those promises, all of those things, over what it may cost to follow God. We decide that our fear of what we do not know and cannot know is not as strong as our memory and our hope of God's unfailing faithfulness. Amen.